morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T fam this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, the young Italian NFT Tones is in the building, and Billy, the chart analysis expert. So I'm very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how in 2022, global crypto adoption is higher than ever. With emerging economies taking center stage, we bring the facts, showing our listeners how the world is going digital. Epic Games, the creator of Fortnite, has launched their first NFT, as Ethereum is looking more centralized than ever. After revealing post-merge, 46% of Ethereum is controlled by two wallets. HSBC is claiming to be anti-innovation, as their CEO explained how crypto is not the future of banking. Ripple's general counsel takes aim at Gary Gensler, stating, does he really not know the law? Quant is making waves around the world as a new connection could open up the floodgates in Europe. And of course, we'll be covering the breaking news of today as the White House has published their first ever crypto regulatory framework. As our community prepares for 2025, our friend Mark Yusko explains how these markets are yet to explode. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, the White House has given us some guidance this morning. So we're definitely going to address that. But the quant news I showed you, I feel like that's what's got you pretty excited. So what's on your mind, my friend? How are you feeling on this Friday? Well, first of all, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Come in here and smash that like button. Give it a Warrior elbow drop. Hopefully you're all doing well. We appreciate and love you guys. Great to see Billy. Good morning, Billy. Printing bills with Billy. Don't forget to check out his program in the Academy. If you haven't, you're, you're missing out. And NFT Tones, holy crap, this has got to be a record. I think he's on three or four days this week. I'm super impressed. And no, folks, I know it does make sense that Tones might have been the late one, but it was actually my fault today that we're late. But nonetheless, good morning to you, Tones. Happy to see you. And guys, don't worry. We already doxed Johnny's pain. We gave it to NFT Tones for the overtime this week. But Billy, we got you on the show this morning, and I'm very excited for that. Typically, we've always talked about how you're kind of a critic of Bitcoin. So what are you watching in the markets today, and, and what do you think of Bitcoin's price action back below 20K? Uh, I get excited, man. I'm, I'm ready to buy Bitcoin. I just needed to hit, hit the all-time low. Um, I love being on the show, man. I miss you guys. Just so everyone know, it's a, in my time, it's 11-11. Miss you guys, Tone. It's always good to see you, man. I'm ready to get an education from you today. And let me say, Abs, your research and the way you put things together, bro, is so, so on point. It is just, it's it's crazy. Y'all Thank don't you, understand Billy. how good this guy is. You're the best, Billy. And I learned from the best. That is Mr. Johnny K himself. But we're going to NFT Tones this morning. NFT Tones, I feel like you've been on every day this week. So thanks for making time for us, my friend. And what do you think about the Epic Game News? Dude, dude. Dude, I cannot explain to you guys how excited I am because I think what this play to earn is actually about to go mainstream. You got to remember Epic Games has 180 million users on their storefront. And now that they're releasing an actual game to all their users is huge. Blanco's Block Party is the first game to actually release on a storefront with regular games. So it's really interesting to see that Play to earn, it might actually go mainstream now, and it's mainly because of Epic Games. So I'm you really, know, really excited. 
You know Toads is excited about that news when he's up this early and on time for the show. Something had to get him excited. A hundred percent. And you already know it's Friday, so it's NFT day, people. But we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do, by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account, at 3TGM Crypto. You get access to every single member of our team. We're at 1,790 followers. I'd love to break 2,000 in these next coming months, so go smash that follow button. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index. Johnny, we're back in extreme fear this morning. I'd love for you to quickly address this just because we've dropped Previously, we were at a 28. Now we're down to a 20. It's probably due to the price action, but what's it mean to you? I think we're going to 10. That's over. I think we, we got the little pump that we were going to get up to September. It was a very baby, small pump. It was a little baby calf walk, as uh, the bearable bull would call it. And yeah, there we go. We're coming back down to touch 10. And I think we're going to hang. It's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be ugly for, uh, what I say, October and November. December, you know, till December, I think we're going to get back down into that 10 zone and just kind of go sideways. And I think we'll see that 17.5 again. And if we lose that 17.5, we'll probably see 15. But uh, Billy's right. I'm just gearing up and waiting to buy. Just waiting. Yeah. And go, you, ahead, go, go, check ahead, out my, go check out my TikTok. I called this back in May. I called it the team. May. There you go. Spot on. Billy, what's your TikTok? Just so people know what's your handle. Homeless to humble. You got it. And we're going to dive into the coin market cap now. We are sitting below $1 trillion this morning at $957 billion. Bitcoin is 39% dominance. Ethereum is 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 19,666. So a little dark energy this morning. Ethereum is 1,400. XRP is 33 cents. Cardano is 45 cents. We've got Cosmos at $16. Stellar at 10 cents, Algorand at 29 cents, Hedera is six, and Quant is 102. We're going to dive into a lot of those projects today, but Billy, I want to come right back to you. What are some of the things that you're watching in the market this morning? We've been talking about how the Ethereum merge was going to be a classic buy the rumor, sell the news situation. Jim Cramer went on CNBC when Ethereum was 1900 and told people to buy. Ever since then, it's essentially been a short-term bear market. So what are some of the things that you're looking at? Uh, looking at HBAR Quant, of course, we've been talking about, I know you have some good articles about, about Quant today that I'm really excited to get into. Um, I'm actually, dude, with everything that's going on, Gonzo actually called it perfectly. He was calling it out at 2000, um, and it, it was a great call. Uh, it, I'm very bearish with all the, the Ethereum news and everything that's happening. I don't, I don't like everything that's going on with it. I'm not selling it or anything, but I'm not adding to it. I'm going to continue to add to it. HBAR, XRP, of course, and then Quant. Those are my three that I'm adding to right now. Johnny, we're going to come back to you because I put out a poll this week talking about will Quant ever be a $10,000 token? We had 47 respondents and 75% of them said, yes, Oracle is the solution. What are you thinking, Johnny? Are we ever going to see Quant be a five-digit token? Um, you know, that's a big number. I, I, think, I think we will, but, you know, well... More like a four-digit number, I think, is so much more realistic. Five digits, maybe somewhere way down the road, but I think four digits will be likely, maybe in the low four digits, and um, that's why I'm excited about it and keep stacking it. Five digits would be great, and can it get there? I mean, listen, anything's possible in crypto and where we're going. But I, I I'm a realist, right? You guys know me; I'm conservative. I think a four four digit sounds more realistic, but. Let's get into the high three digits before we're even talking about four and never mind, let alone five. But it is interesting. I love them to see the mindset of people. It is interesting to see that 75% of the people think we're going to 10K. So the good news about that is, is you want to set your sell point around 90, 9,500 because them suckers are going to be holding the 10,000. You want to sell right below that number. 
That's a good point, Johnny. And I want to remind our listeners, if this were if Quant were to be a $10,000 token, it would take less market cap than what XRP was at last April. So this is, it may look unrealistic now, but it's crazy how quickly this market moves. And when you talk about a real use case like Quant, the sky is the limit. Johnny, I want to remind our listeners, there's 122 of us joining you this morning. Thank you for being here. Show us some love. Warrior, smash that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. And Johnny, I think you had a comment, so I'm going to let you close it out. Uh, uh, well, uh, okay. I guess not. I guess you did well, not. Have a I do, you know what? No, no. There's a question that came out here that I think is interesting, right? What do we think will happen to ADA this month due to the hard fork? I think it's going to be the same thing that happened with, 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 uh, what the hell is it called? ETH. You know, it's kind of being one of those buy the rumor, sell the news deals. And to be honest with you, if you look at Cardano, it's been really flat. He really, Cardano hasn't really moved much for the past six, nine months sitting in that 40 to 50 cent range. So it is possible that maybe with the with the with the news, maybe it'll cause it to pump a little bit. But again, I think we're going into a very difficult time the next I think we're gonna have some really bad news about lots of different things. I'm hearing about train strikes, food shortages, and just uh, you know, um that there's gonna be a lot of things coming out that I think is gonna hold the markets down in in sentiment abs for the next few months. So I don't really think much is gonna happen with Cardano to answer your question, Carl, I hope that helps. You're spot on, Johnny. And one of the things that's that's typical in a bear market is when we get big news, we don't get the bullish price action. If we were having, having the Ethereum merge during a bull market, we would have seen huge price action. But where we are in the cycle today, there's just not any room for that. We had Thanos comment. NFT Tones, I want to go to you. Thanos commented, Quant with only $14 million in total market cap. I have no idea why people are not FOMOing in. NFT Tones, I know you're a big Thanos fan, but I mean Thanos fan, but what's on your mind this morning? What do you think of this Bitcoin price chart here before we dive into our news? Well, to be honest with you, I, I agree with his comment. I'm surprised that more people are not FOMOing and considering what it does and everything that it has going for it. So I, I am really surprised too. But I think with these price charts, if Ada is having another merge, I feel like you gotta be paying attention and I think it's really interesting because now knowing what happened with ETH, if you pay attention and play your hands right, you could possibly uh, play Ada right and make some big bags off of Ada as well. So uh, there's a lot to do and think about here. Awesome. Thank you, NFT Tones. And with everyone talking about Ethereum, we are starting off with Ethereum news. But before we do that, we got 141 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button this morning. We're about to get into this thing because Ethereum, it may be a centralized currency. So only two addresses control 46% of all Ethereum's proof of stake nodes processing transactions post-merge. On the chain of activity, Ethereum's holders is among the key metrics to be monitored to determine the upgrade's impacts. As of September 15th, Ethereum's post-merge inflation analysis indicated that 46% of the cryptocurrency's nodes were controlled by two addresses. The first address validated 188 blocks, accounting for over 28%, while the second was about 16% or 105 blocks. Billy, I'd love to go to you first. We're talking about how XRP is constantly considered centralized. When you get into the fundamentals of Ethereum, it has the exact same issue. If not, it's honestly worse because these are validating transactions on the network. So what do you think about the notion that Ethereum is centralized? And is that going uh, to come into play when people are investing in this market? I, I think it will. I mean, I don't like uh, – so when you're investing in something, I don't want one group of anything to be able to control so much power with with one thing. So two, I don't, I'm not really, um, 
knowledgeable of nodes and things of that nature, but to understand that two addresses control 46% of something lets me know that if something was to happen with either one of those, it's going to create an action, you know, that, that I'm not going to be ready for at any given time, if that makes sense. Um, I, I, I don't like it. And the more I hear about ETH, I mean, I, I was really bullish on ETH. Uh, I liked ETH for a long time. The more I hear about it, though, and, and the more that comes out, I, I'm starting not to like it even more. Awesome. And Johnny Crypto, I'm going right to you because we always talk about how XRP may be centralized. Check out this news. 46% of all Ethereum's proof-of-stake nodes will be processing. This is this is ridiculous. I had no idea, and this is breaking news. What's it mean to you, Reto? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> this is not good. At the end of the day, we want these things to be decentralized. We want, you know, that's the whole advantage. Of course, this is what happens when you go to proof of stake, right? Um, is that it gets it gets to be a much smaller, smaller pool potentially that's controlling it all. And if you end up gaining control of all the staking, then yeah, and then it literally becomes centralized. And I think that's been the argument with with XRP as well, right? That there's only a small handful of people. I don't know, maybe it's 10, 15. I don't remember the numbers, so don't quote me. Somebody out there will know it. I think it's a small number of people, more than two, thank God. But I, you know, it's not like you're talking hundreds or thousands, like the way you'd have Bitcoin uh, was, or the way or the way Ether was. So yeah, I mean, it's not good. You know, at the end of the day, it just means that to me, what it means when I think about this, it's very easy to uh, manipulate this thing, right? Two people, it's all it takes. Well, maybe three. Yeah, it's all it takes, and that's never a good thing. One of the things I'm going to be doing is if we see Ethereum get below $1,000, that's when I'm starting my dollar cost averaging again, because regardless of this news, we always mention JP Morgan, BlackRock, all of these financial institutions, they're not only a part of the Ethereum alliance, but they're actually incentivized for Ethereum to succeed. If Ethereum's price goes up, JP Morgan, BlackRock, and many of these other firms make money behind the scenes. Billy, I'd love to go back to you there. What are some of your thoughts on the fact that Ethereum's the chosen currency to succeed because of all the partnerships it has with the largest banks on the planet? I, I agree with that. Um, even though we may be bearish on some things, but we, I, I'm waiting. I, I quit like positioning so much. I'm waiting to dollar cost averaging more to get more blood in the streets. I think overall the market still has room to drop. We're not done with this. I think crypto across the board is going to drop some more. And I'm with you. Uh, if I'm not getting into ETH right now, like I said, but if it drops down to a thousand, just like Bitcoin, I don't have any Bitcoin. If it hits 15 to 10 K, um, I seriously got to look at it because it's here. It's one of those things that's going to stay and going to be around. Whether I like it or not, I understand uh, price action and where we've been and where we have the ability to go to. So you assess your risk and reward uh, areas. ETH at 1,000, come on, especially where it's been, the contracts that it holds, the partnerships that it has. Um, but right now I'm bearish on it. I'm still waiting uh, for some more things to happen in the market and let the market kind of pull down, set a little bit, and, and see what it's going to do. Thank you, Billy. And we're going to NFT Tones. Vitalik Buterin tweeted out yesterday that the merge will reduce worldwide electricity consumption by 0.2%. It looks like a small number, but it actually is, that's a fairly large percentage. I'd like to know what that means to you because we're seeing mining go away. Yeah, so I feel like it looks like a small number, but it's actually really big in the long term. And I think this is really important because this is going to help uh, stop the electricity drain and it will help in the long run. Now, we might not see anything right away, but in the future, it could be really, really big. Thank you, NFT Tones. And we're going to Johnny. I'm going to ask you to check the live chat. Not only check the live chat, but give us your thoughts on the merge. We're checking out 0.2% reduction worldwide in electricity. To me, that's a large number. What about you? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, everything adds up at the end of the day, right, in, in terms of bringing down power consumption. And I know 0.2 sounds like a small number, but if you start thinking about all these different proof of stake, or I'm sorry, proof of work technologies, and if they all start reducing or coming off the, the power grid, you'll, you'll, you know, it'll add up to be somewhat significant. But, you know, I think the other thing we really need to think about here is where is the where are we going from a power green energy perspective? You know, if we got solar and we got wind and other things driving it, you know, then it kind of becomes a little more sustainable, I think. Um, if you buy into the whole whole concept of that. So, you know, we'll have to see where it goes. But at, at the end of the day, it's always a savings is a good thing on the energy grids for sure. But um I, I'm more concerned, to be honest with you, about the fact of the 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 two two addresses controlling all of ETH. That to me is the most worrisome thing. Forget the power; it's the it's the fact that it's no longer a decentralized nation. Thank you, Roto. And it would not be a Friday if we didn't have the ringtone going off. You know I'm going to call you out for that, Johnny. But we have an amazing article from HSBC explaining how crypto is not the future of banking. Before we dive into that, show us some love. Smash that like button. 161 live listeners joining us on this Friday. Thank you for making time for us this morning. And let's explain why HSBC is avoiding crypto. So HSBC CEO explains why crypto is not in the banking giant's future. He says, as a bank, we're not getting into the crypto world, crypto trading, or crypto exchanges, emphasizing that the cryptocurrency market is far too volatile. I do not worry about the sustainability of the valuations of crypto. I've done it for a while. I'm not going to predict where it's going to go in the future because it's just an unpredictable market. The volatility has taken control over these past 12 months, and HSBC is trying to use that as an excuse as to why they're not involved in this market. So before we dive into some more quotes, I went and pulled up a document from HSBC's website, breaking down not only how they believe in crypto, but how they believe that XRP can be a solution for central bank digital currencies. We're going to let this seven-second clip play, and then we're going right to Billy. Here we go. Real-time cross-border settlements using tokens that represent central bank currencies. For example, Ripple's XRP ledger provides real-time cross-border settlements using tokens that represent central bank currencies. Billy, I had to play a choice just to make sure everyone heard. What does it mean to you? And it's very ironic. The exact same day that the White House comes out with guidance on cryptocurrencies, they're telling us that they're going to stay away from the market. What's it mean to you? That just it, it adds more credibility to the what we already thought. All these are relationships, man. Uh, the fact that you know they say this at the same time the White House came came out with this thing, and I just want to read this one part of part of the framework if that's cool. Uh, just just understand this of everything that's going on, and then what exactly they just said. Okay, it says then there's a hy- hypothetical digital dollar that would be. The Federal Reserve's take on CBDC, this would be essentially just a digital twin of the U.S. dollar, fully regulated under central authority and with full faith and backing of the country's central bank. A dollar in CBDC form is a liability of the central bank. The Federal Reserve has to pay you back, uh, said Ronick Goes, who heads a fintech and digital assets of City Global Insights. Federal Reserve Jerome Powell the main, said the main incentive for t- the U.S. to launch its own CBDC would be to eliminate the use case for crypto coins in America. You wouldn't need stable coins. You wouldn't need cryptocurrencies if you had a digital U.S. currency. Wow. That so what- everything you need to know on what they are doing, what their intentions are, and why they are fighting XRP so hard. 
They're spot on. And you know what sticks out to me? Decentralized bad, centralized good. That's going to continue to be the narrative going forward. And when we had Mark Yusko come on the show, Johnny, I'd love for you to chime in here. When Mark Yusko came on the show, he said one thing to us that really stuck with me. From now until 2027, up from now until 2027, we're going to be battling regulation. We're going to be battling regulatory agencies trying to take control of this market. What does it mean to you? What does this breaking news mean to you? The White House, they're giving guidance. HSBC, they're stepping away. You know, like Jusko said, first they make fun of you, then they then they fight you. What the hell? Where'd I go? And then they join you, right? So that's what's that's really what you're seeing here. Actually, somebody said it best over here. A lot of these companies are working on this stuff right now, but it's behind the scenes, very quietly, right? Getting this stuff done, moving things in place, and so they're doing those kinds of things. Um, so that that is no surprise there at all. And you know, and Billy Billy just called out exactly why they're fighting it. So I think you know, some more proof here is coming out. Like I said all along, though, it's going to be a matter of coexistence. I'm not sure any one system is going to win here. I, I think it's going to be a matter of. A bunch of different systems. I mean, it's, it's like, think about it. It's like the, the battle of the, the millionaires, right? They're all fighting for this space and they all want some piece of it, right? And some people have a stake in Ethereum and some people have a stake in XRP and some people have a stake in HBAR and some people in Quant. And so they want their horse to win the race, right? So all these horses are going to be in there. Um, and so that's what I think is going to happen here is we have to see, you know, at the end of the day, how this whole thing is going to play out. And I'd love to address this question because they said, quick question, can we trust exchanges with our XRP or should we put them on a ledger? I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you what I'm doing. I'm putting my XRP on my ledger and the small amount that I'm earning on, I have it on trusted platforms like Nexo. So I'd really deep dive into your research, but in my personal opinion, I wouldn't be leaving any currencies on exchanges that I wasn't actively trading. But Billy, I'm going to kick it to you. One on the transparency, just because I have trust issues, I've pulled everything off all platforms and have everything on, on the wallet. Thank you, Billy. And we're about to get into our next story for today, which is a Gary Gensler story because Gary Gensler has continued to try and take control of this market and nothing is changing on that front. As Gary Gensler says that many crypto firms are transacting in securities and must register with his agency. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission chairman, Gary Gensler, says many crypto firms need to register with the SEC. Today, he went before Congress and Gary Gensler deemed a large portion of approximately the 10,000 existing cryptos as securities. What caught my attention about this article is that he said some currencies are acting as commodities. Some of the largest market caps in this industry are not acting as securities, and they're who control the market today. I think he's specifically addressing Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'd love to take time to talk about that. NFT tones. What do you think about what Gary Gensler is stating here and the fact that he talked about two currencies controlling the whole market being commodities? I mean, it's really interesting to think about, but I don't know if he's entirely right, but he is correct by saying that it does they bitcoin and ethereum does control a majority of the uh crypto market and it is interesting to think about now i don't know if this does indeed make them securities or not but it is definitely an interesting case and one thing's for sure is that every single one of these tokens had the same ico process you can't launch a token without distributing it first johnny i'd love to get some of your thoughts there we're talking about gary gensler stating that ethereum and bitcoin He's okay with them registering as commodities, even though they control the majority of this market. But we got 193 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And if you disagree with Gary Gensler, you better smash it three times. <laughs> yeah, break it. Um, but don't break it too much because you need it again on Monday to like it. But, um, you know, to me, it's one of those things where it just doesn't make sense. So you kind of, you wonder, like, why are these two 
getting a free pass and none of the other ones are. You know, I, I don't know the reason. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you I do, other than the fact that we know, you know, again, I say this all the time. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And maybe there's certain connections there that that's allowing, you know, them to get the free pass. Um, or maybe there's just, you know, I think Bitcoin really does, doesn't get need a free pass. It really is a, the way it was set up, it was never set up as a promise to earn anything. It was just more of this, hey, this way to, to have a decentralized currency. So for me, Bitcoin's not even in the question. The question is whether ETH is or not. And we all saw the video. I think we played it on this show where we heard Vitalik describing how it was going to be launched. And he literally described the security. So, you know, maybe some point they will. Maybe you will see the SEC come crack down hard on them. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Only time will tell. A sentence that really catches my attention here is Gary Gensler said, applying securities laws to the cryptocurrency market will preserve the integrity of the agency's authorities over securities asset class as a whole. What he's saying there is that because they've registered securities in the past, he wants to take control of this new market. Big surprise, Billy. What's it mean to you? Uh, my bad. I was I was so sidetracked on this. It, I can't stand this little rat. I'm, I'm trying to watch my mouth. It's Friday. I'm going to go on the weekend. In good vibes, so I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to maintain. Uh, there was something I just want to. Play. I know we're talking about Bitcoin and ETH, and I just want people to do something. This is for just shits and giggles. Uh, I want you guys. What does Bitcoin mean? Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto in Japanese. Google it, and then you tell me what it means and what you guys come up with, and then we can go on and just put it in the YouTube chat. I want to see what you guys come up with and see awesome. if it's legit. Right. And while they're doing. Go ahead. Johnny, I thought you said something. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, there you go, Warriors. You got a challenge. So I want to see some comments in that, in that, in that, yeah, in that live chat. Let's see go, what it is. YouTube chat. I just want to see what y'all come up with. Awesome, yeah, guys. See. And while you're doing that, we're going to show you a very cool video of our friend and someone who's been on the show before, Mark Yusko, talking about how these financial markets they are so much larger than what Amazon and many of the tech companies are doing today. So we're going to let this short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go busted the monopoly of information control. Information was controlled by governments, it used to be controlled by the church, and it was controlled by governments and government state-owned media, state-influenced media, and that was busted wide open. And commerce was bigger than media, and that got disrupted by the mobile net. Well, the truth net, I used to call it the trust net, but we're replacing trust with truth. So I like truth net better. And the truth net takes value and banking and financial services and derivatives, which are orders of magnitude bigger than commerce. I mean, as big as Amazon is, it's tiny compared to global financial services. I love the sound of that, Roto. When you talk about what Amazon's doing today, you said that you invested back, I think it was the late 90s, early 2000s, and you've seen what they've done over the last 20 years. He's saying that what cryptocurrency can do is so much larger than that. Let's start off with you. What's that mean? Well, yeah, I mean, he's right in terms of the transition of going from the trust, you know, of you trust somebody that they're going to collect the right information and your banks are going to keep the information correctly versus the truth net, which he means blockchain. Blockchain, there is no need to trust anymore because there's a whole bunch of people logging the same information. So you get the truth, right? And that's what he's talking about here. And that's where we're moving into. And that's why I keep saying here on this show, that blockchains are coming. There's no way to stop it because it's it's a improved way with more efficiency and more trust, right? So it's cheaper, better solution. There's no way in the world that, that companies aren't going to adopt it. It's going to be everywhere, and it's going to control and drive any everything and everything, everything and everywhere. 
And it's interesting that the smartest and the most influential men on the planet are now starting to publicly promote this stuff. Just six months ago, we had this massive swing where all the billionaires and institutions were comfortable talking about Bitcoin. Now they're comfortable talking about things such as central bank digital currencies. So what does that mean to you, Billy? Let's start off there. It's, it's, beta, it's where you don't understand what people are talking. How many times have we told people we were in crypto and they all told us we were crazy? We didn't know what we were talking about. And now how many messages do you get asking you questions about yeah. this, this and this? It's it's just understanding what you're doing and, and not investing in stuff just to be investing because someone said so. Just like I want to address a comment that was made last week sometimes that we come on here and we make our opinions and we talk about things not based on anything other than our opinions. And if you guys want to check out the TA that we do, come in the academy, watch Selman's TA that he does every week, watch Andrew's TA that he does, watch what the group does. All these uh, opinions that we put out here are based on research that we do, research we've done as a team collectively or TA that we do. So I don't know how I just got off on that tangent, but my bad, I did get off on one. No, that was a great point to make. And we got a, almost 200 live listeners joining us. We're about to show you what the White House published today, specifically starting off with central bank digital currencies, because this has been a subject that's taken center stage over the last six months. So recognizing the possibility of a U.S. central bank digital currency the administration has developed policy objectives for a U.S. CBDC system. I'm not going to read this entire paragraph here, but what's important to note is that everything they said was positive. All they said is that this is going to add to our financial system, promote economic growth, improve payment systems, provide interoperability, everything that we talk about on our channel every single day. But what they didn't mention here, Johnny, is that it's going to take away your freedom in the process. What they're talking about is making all of users' data transparent and accessible, not only to the U.S. Treasury, but to the Federal Reserve. So let's start off there. What does that mean to you? And the fact that the U.S., they're stating a CBDC's coming. I mean, <laughs> I guess we're going to look like Nostradamus. We've been telling everybody this for like a year now, right? We've been saying it's coming. And, and we've told you that they were going to say cryptocurrency bad, CBDC good. And you're just getting more and more evidence of it. Um, and there is going to be some good about CBDCs. Let's face it. It will be nice that you can instantly get paid maybe daily or hourly getting money in your account versus waiting a week or two weeks to get paid, right? So there's going to be some good things about it. The question is, you know, can can it can we control the other side of the slope so it doesn't go down and become a slippery slope and go too far the other way, right? That's the, that's the concern. And uh, hopefully the right regulations will get put in place to protect, you know, consumer privacy. And what I'm really hoping is that some of the investments or some of the projects that we talk about every single day are involved in the fundamentals behind the scene for a central bank digital currency. Someone said Nostradamus or Nostradamus. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but what's pretty cool is that all of the currencies that we talk about today, it's not like somebody's going to come out and tell you, hey, now your small bank is operating using XRP in the background. Instead, they're just going to say, we now offer instant settlement, right? So it's like a coding that we have to exactly. decipher for our listeners. Billy, I'd love actually NFT tones. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. CBDCs, they're coming. What's that mean to the gaming community? Oh, I don't know what it means for the gaming community, to be honest, because I personally don't like CBDCs. There's no need for them as of right now. But I mean, in the long run, it does say it'll help. But I think people need to really open their eyes and really see what the technology is and why it's being implemented and what they're trying to do with it. And what's, what's pretty cool about documents like this is that 
the speculation about if it's coming, I feel like that's pretty much gone away. Now that the White House has put out these rules and guidelines, it's something we've talked about every single day on this channel. And Billy, I'd love to give you the chance to talk about this from a more conspiratorial perspective, right? Like, let's not go, let's not go crazy. But what I'm thinking about here is the fact that they're convincing the public that a CBDC, it's not only a good thing, but it's inevitable. Do we have a say in whether this takes place or is this just something that we have to be a part of? No, we don't have a say in anything. It's whatever they have in play is what's going to be in play. And they use both sides to bring both parties along, um, at least in my opinion. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. It's, it's, it's just they have to develop it. <clears throat> like Johnny said, though, it's going to be one of those things. Uh, some people aren't going to like it. Some people are. You know, some people didn't like cars when they had horses. Some mm -hmm. people, you know, never thought the Internet would be good because they didn't understand it. Now it's one of those things. Could you imagine riding a horse to fucking work every day? No, you got a car, but you had to have a sacrifice with it, just like on the Internet. Um, I would love to go back to a time where my kids didn't have the Internet and went on the phones all the time. But there's a necessity for it now. So now I could not imagine not living with it and having it a part of our lives. But it comes with a sacrifice. Uh, and just like anything we do, it's going to come with a sacrifice. When we get the CBDCs, like Johnny said, there's going to be good things and bad things. You just have to understand what is going on. You can't change the game. You just have to be aware of who's playing what position and what's going on. That's why we don't know everything that's going on. We try to come together as a team and, and figure it all out together. That's why we hedge across, across the board and try to look at everything that's going on. It's going to come, but do we just like we're going back to conspiracy theories? Are uh, I don't think our votes even matter. Like there, there are certain things that you have. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat. We're talking about something even bigger than that. And then when you look at this on a global level, we're talking about listen to the names, guys. World Economic Forum. All right, like it can't get much simpler than that. They tell you that it's right in our face. We just refuse to believe what's in our face because it's different from the norm of what we've believed our whole life. And then this becomes a cognitive dis dissonance, or I think that's how you say it. So it's hard for us to fathom that. But so yeah, and my conspiracy theory is, uh, I, I don't think we have a choice. It's one of those things, it's just gonna happen. We just need to be as prepared as we can. So get in places like 3T, that way you're not flooded out of things, you're not scared out of things. Don't be scared of this at all. Get in with the team, understand what's going on, embrace it, and then, and then push through, man. It's just like everything else. You got to put one foot in front of the other, figure this shit out. Don't be scared of it and go through. But the easiest way to do it is join the academy. You're spot on, Billy. And there's a couple of conversations that I think are going to be things of the past. One is having to go in and vote in person, which is something that one of our listeners commented. The second thing is waiting until Friday to get your paycheck. In the future, you're going to clock into work and then money is going to – It's this concept already exists. It's called a drip account. So basically what you do is you clock into work and instantly money is transferred to your bank account by the second for every second that you're clocked in. And the second you clock out, let's say you make – $400 a day, you clock out and the $400 is in your bank account. There's no waiting for Friday to collect all five days of pay. So that's just one of the advantages to CBDCs. And I think it's one of the things that they're going to promote to the public in order to get people comfortable with this product. Johnny Crypto, we are about to show people the smartest way to track your crypto, but I want to tease them with this. We are about to show you a connection between Ripple and MasterCard. So if you guys are excited about some Ripple news, we're bringing it today. But Johnny, why don't you let that ad play and then we'll get into the news. Alrighty then. Well, let me just fire this bad boy up here and we can hop into how to make sure you guys don't get wrecked in the next bull run that we have coming up. So let's play that beautiful videotape. 
Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, you're not alone. And it's probably because you don't have an exit plan. The good news is that it doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. First, it brings all your coins into one place from many exchanges and wallets, so you can simply see all of your assets across one screen. Next, you can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin's smart algorithm lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. So go to at Get Merlin Crypto on Twitter. That's at Get Merlin Crypto and sign up for our 30-day free trial to get whitelisted so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't wait and miss out on this new and innovative app. Sign up today and get on our Merlin whitelist. It is the smartest way to track your crypto. Guys, and if you're looking to sign up for the Merlin whitelist, just check out the link down below. I'll be sure to post it in the comments as well. But what's getting me really excited about the Merlin app, and we can talk about it full transparency because not only did Johnny Crypto give it the stamp of approval, this is something we are going to be using. And what gets me excited is how quickly this market moves. Using Merlin's exit strategy, not only can I go to sleep and set my exit targets, but I can also know exactly what some of the largest influencers in the space are doing. We are having some of the most prominent educators in the crypto community come onto our Merlin ecosystem and promote their exit strategy. So there's some pretty exciting stuff. I'd love to have Johnny Crypto close this out because, you know, you're doing some pretty amazing things, Johnny. Mute button's gotcha. You know, we're excited about it too. And we, we've got, um, we've already got one influencer on board. I can't say who it is right now, but we are excited. I, we think you will be too. Um, and there's many more hopefully to come. So we are rolling it out. I know you guys are, are <laughs> you guys are very patient. I see a few folks that are tired of waiting for it. Guys, you know, technology takes time to roll out. I could be like, we could be like Solano and roll out now and you'll be pissed at us when everything's crashing. Or we could be like Cardano and take our time and do it right. And that's what we're doing. We're going to get out a great product to you guys with multiple features to help you manage everything properly. So thank you for your patience. But sign up, get on that wait list, get on that free 30-day notice wait list. The link is below. Don't wait. Uh, you want to get on there so that you'll get that notification right away and be able to get your, your uh, portfolio all in one place as soon as possible. Honestly, Johnny, and one of the things I want to remind our listeners is that you're going to be able to find some of your favorite educators in the space and look at their exit strategies in the future. But first, we got to launch the app, get through the 30-day free testing part, and we're going to bring you guys some of the most exciting and imp- I mean, impactful marketplace. What is, the, what is the word I'm looking for? Vehicles in this marketplace. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. We're going to dive into the news for today because we got some more XRP content for our listeners out there. Ripple put out a tweet, a keynote announcement. It said they are thrilled to announce that the chief digital officer at MasterCard is going to take center stage at Ripple Swell Conference today. So this is really, really exciting. John Lampert, the chief digital officer at MasterCard. But here's where we draw the connections. We look at this tweet back from 2018. We found from MasterCard News. MasterCard tweeted out on January 14th of 2018. We are proud to announce our partnership with Ripple. Read our blog for upcoming news and developments. This is huge. I know that these older news is they older news articles they fade into the background, but I think that a lot of these things they come to fruition several years later. What does this mean to you, Billy? First, we see the MasterCard partnership four years ago. Now they're speaking at a Ripple event in 2022. Um, you just look at the partnership. Imagine if you partner someone with someone for four years. Imagine what's really gone down in the background. Imagine what has really been developed and what's really going on. That's a four-year relationship. And you're talking about MasterCard. We talk about, look at the relationships between companies and look who they're partnered with. Uh, MasterCard is huge. 
do you think MasterCard's going to fail? No, it's it's just another partnership, just like we talked about Boeing, Google, IMF, everything. It, it all ties in together. The partnerships are key to all this. Um, and the fact that it's been so long and it's just now coming to fruition, it says everything like Johnny says. It, it takes time for this thing, these things to happen. It's not going to happen overnight. Just like you will not see an instant, you know, boom in the market and everything. Everything takes time. This is this is an infant stage of something new in life for all of us that none of us has ever seen that people half the world don't even believe in it yet. So it's going to take time for this to happen. But when you see those partnerships and they've been talking about this for four years, it tells you everything. It really does. And Johnny, I'd love to hear from you next because MasterCard is the largest payment provider on the planet. And we talk about them having a monopoly on global payments. Right now, MasterCard is getting a small portion of every single credit card that's swiped every single day. So what does it mean that they're going to be using a payment solution like Ripple in the background? Huge. I mean, I've been saying this all along that you need you you, you need companies like this to bring validity to these technologies, right? Because the way this works is kind of like, um, think of it as like uh, Domino's. You got MasterCard, right? And MasterCard's going and they're going to use XRP. Now, guess what? MasterCard has a competitor. It's called Visa. Visa has to stay in the game too. Visa has to figure out how do we you know, make sure we're still efficient and effective. And what do they do? Oh, they're using XRP? Okay, we're either going to use XRP or we're going to use something like XRP. And it's just going to bring more and more technologies, you know, adoption to this space. So it's it's huge news. I think this, we, we we did talk about this, I think about six months ago, but this is big news. I'm super excited about it. I want, we all want to see more and more use cases. And I think this is just one of those cases that, that brings uh, reality to the fact, the validity to the fact that this is coming. There ain't no way to stop it. And what's so important, Johnny, is that this the MasterCard chief is speaking at the Ripple Swell Conference. So it's like, we've known about this MasterCard news, but to see these connections draw even further, that's what's really, really cool. I want to get some closing remarks from NFT Tones here. NFT Tones, we're about to get into our Epic Games article regarding the NFT news. It's foundational, but I want to hear what you have to say about MasterCard. Yo, so this is huge news. With a potential deal coming from uh, MasterCard and XRP, this is really big. And I feel like this is something to definitely keep your eyes on because when they do officially announce this, we don't know what it's going to be exactly for or how it's going to work, but we know it's going to be big and it could be monstrous to put more uh, movement into people getting ready for the crypto space. This whole space now is starting to push and push and push more and get more people into it. We see more and more companies start to elaborate it. We know, or uh, start to use it and experiment with it. We know Gucci's accepting it at certain locations. So it's really, really interesting. Um, what else is interesting, I know at certain like rock expos and stuff, um, you can actually use Bitcoin to buy like uh, like really unique rocks and stuff. So it's really, really interesting to see that you can start using uh, crypto at like expos and stuff. I think this is really going to start to change the world and push us forward. Speaking of changing the world, once NFTs come to gaming, I really do think that the play to earn space is going to be changed forever. We've got GTA coming out in 2024 NFT tones, and we know that cryptocurrencies are going to be involved in that platform. But to see Epic Games list an NFT-based game, I'd just love to give you the floor to speak about this. Is this a big deal? I'm not as familiar with the gaming space as you are, but when I see an announcement like this, it's going to hit the mainstream news. So I'm so happy for this because, as I said before, Epic Game Store has 180 million users. That is huge. And now Epic's has released Blanco's Block Party, the first NFT game on their platform, right? 
and now it's bringing 180 million users eyes onto the one and only game that is nfts on their uh platform and with this it will get more people to actually get into uh stuff like this and it'll allow massive adoption. and i think this is huge because as more people realize that they can play and earn money and that this isn't a scam and that epic games is actually providing a place to download and get these games and they're not scammed i think this is going to change play to earn and i think this is how the nft market has actually changed forever right once people realize that you're purchasing more than just a pet rock or you're purchasing more than just a jpeg what you're getting here is you're getting real world utility, sorry, not even real world. You're getting real utility within the gaming platform. So you're going to be able to purchase a skin. And I, my brother, I have an 11 year old brother. These kids, like that age group, they really care about that stuff. I'm not really sure how to explain that for anybody who doesn't have a, a child in that age group. But when you look at an 11 year old and 12 year old, a Fortnite skin, for some reason, it means a lot to them. So these types of announcements, they're only going to continue to grow. Billy, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Bro, I've spent more money on skins for different games for my kids than I care to even begin to imagine. So for them, and just thinking of it from their aspect, to be able to take that and go from game to game, because that's their world. That's that's their passion. That's what they love to do. So for them to be able to do this and, and actually be able to earn from it, like I can't talk shit anymore like I used to. Like, bro, you're never going to get a job playing a game. How are you going to make money? And these little dudes are probably going to earn more money than me before it's over with. Um, so it, it's 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 pretty neat, man. I, I, I can't understand it because I'm not in that age group. But to see them and see the possibilities that's going to come with it and maybe that my investment in a skin can go across four games rather than one game, maybe I'll save some money at the end of the day. But uh, we'll see. But I, I think this is all awesome. I think this is great. Johnny, somebody commented, and I think we got to shout them out here. It said, can I get a shout out to my hubby, Joe, please? We listen to your show every single week. Thank you for tuning in every single week. And thank you to Joe. Of course, we are sending a shout out to you, my friend. Awesome that you join us every single morning. But Johnny, I want to give you the floor. Yeah, that that is awesome, actually. Thanks for sharing that, Joe. Uh, it's good. Chills around point. Um, you know, I just want to say here, and sorry, Tones, I didn't get a comment, so feel free to chime in after this. But this, to me, okay, this is why I've been saying here on this show that I absolutely love gaming. I've been telling you guys that part of my portfolio is in-game. Gala, Mana, Sand, right? You can't get enough of them because I know, I know kids. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving this away anyway. I know kids like to play video games, right? And I know personally, I was a gamer growing up. I love playing games, and I can tell you, I spent countless hours, and which are now wasted hours, playing video games that I've built up a character, or I built up a team, or I got it up to a certain point, right? And it's so strong, and it's so great. And at the end of the game, when you're done, guess what? Can't do nothing with it. It's over. You just stop playing the game. And all those hours, every single one of those hours that you invested in a game is kind of, I don't want to say lost because you got some enjoyment out of it, but that's all you got was some enjoyment. But now the game has no pun intended. The game is changing. Now you actually get to play the game and you get to earn potentially money on these things that you're, you know, now you're creating something that's of value that now the internet of value is going to let you extract out of it called, you know, the truth net. So this is super exciting. I think for the next generation of kids that want to play game game, you know, and I used to yell at my kids all the time, what to get a job. You're never going to make money playing games. <laughs> reality is that is so far from the truth nowadays where we're headed. It's just not true anymore or going in the future. So guys do your research on gaming 
technologies. I really believe that is where the biggest money will be made. There won't be millionaires made. There'll be billionaires made in that space. And hopefully NFT Tones is one of them. NFT Tones, I know you had some closing remarks, so why don't you give us some closing thoughts here, and then we'll close it out with our last article. So as I said, I feel like games and NFTs are going to change over time, and it's only a matter of time before we start to see this get bigger and bigger. So I would definitely start to pay attention more to what Epic Games partnerships they're doing and what other uh, games that Gala is doing and even Splinterlands because a lot of these games now are coming out and creating ecosystems. And it's not just you buy one card and it works for one game. Now these cards are working for multiple games or skins are working for multiple games. And it's building a community that you can actually bring these skins across game. And it's really interesting because if these game, if these skins are limited, right, they might hold a unique value because not everybody can own them. So if you look at back in the beginning days of Fortnite, when those skins originally released and not everybody owned them, they were worth a tremendous value. Except the thing is you weren't able to take money out. Original gaming is everybody puts money in, but you never can take out, which isn't fair. Now this gives us the opportunity to actually take money out and get some money back from our investments. That's awesome, Tones. Yeah. Thanks for breaking that down because that makes it extremely simple to understand. Instead of just losing all that value, now it's going to be with you forever and you're able to monetize off of your progress. It only makes sense that any game that's not going to have that technology after it's mass adopted, it's going to be the huge disadvantage. Why would I play career mode on a game where it's lost if I can take that progress and actually turn it into income? I mean, I can only imagine it's going to open the floodgates, but we got 167 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to close out today's episode with some quant news because this is... Well, this is massive. So Nexi is a partner of Quant, and ECB chooses Nexi for the digital euro prototype. So this is another connection to the global financial system where Quant is going to be used as the connector of blockchains. What else is new, people? We've got Quant and Chainlink. Looking at the future of the internet, Johnny, let's start off here. Quant, they're partnered with Microsoft. Now they've been chosen through a third party by the ECB group to create the digital euro prototype. When, when are you going to be a billionaire? Uh, to me, this is bigger news than the fact that they were Microsoft. I think to me, connecting with the ECB, right, a banking system, the the, the system, the, the agency or uh, group that controls the, you know, how this banking uh, system is going to look like, that's huge. And the fact that they're talking to them and looking to partner with them is monstrous. And I think somebody said it earlier in the show that um, if we hit just XRP's market cap, we, we'd see a quant price of about $1,237, right? So that's four digits, which is kind of what I think is really realistic here. Oh, that, um, I said uh, 12000 Yeah, I, well, I saw 1200 1237 Now, I'm not saying 12000 is impossible as well. I think when you start thinking about quant being the overledger for the whole entire world, then I think you're talking 12000 price points, right? And these things are going to take time. This isn't going to be one of those things where, you know, today it's at, hundred dollars and tomorrow it's at twelve thousand, right? This is gonna it's like Amazon is at thirty three hundred today or whatever the hell it is. It was at seventeen when I got in. It didn't just go from seventeen to thirty three thousand or thirty three hundred, right? It took twenty years. I feel like a lot of these progressions are the same things are gonna happen. It's gonna take time to get to where they need to go or where we believe they can be in the long run. But uh, the real question is are you gonna have the the Paulines to hold on to it as they're going up to make that journey up there? Because Billy knows he's a trader. When stuff goes up, you know, and you start seeing great appreciation, 10x, 20x, are you going to be able to hold on long enough? Are you going to be disciplined enough to hold on? And that's why I hate to keep beating the drum, but an exit plan is so important here. 
because if you have an exit plan, then at least when you start hitting those price points, mentally, you're like, you're prepared. You're like, okay, it's at a hundred. I, I put my, or it's a thousand and I put my last exit at 10,000, you know, and be disciplined to your plan. Whatever plan you put down, stick to it. And you know, you, you really could potentially get there. But if you don't have a plan in place, you're just going to wing it. And you're probably going to sell most of it way too early. Trust me, take it from a jerk who did it. I'm a moron. I sold at, at $27 Amazon, you know, $10 profit thinking I was smart. And, you know, I probably wouldn't know you guys today if I had just held on. Billy, so I want to read this comment here. It said, if Quant had the market cap of Ethereum today, it would be a $13,000 token. And Johnny, you were correct. It said if it had the market cap of XRP, it would be a $1,237 token. So you can see how quickly these numbers get absolutely massive. And when you're talking about a token that today is sitting just above $100, it's amazing how quickly we could get a 10 extra turn. But Billy, I'd love to kick it to you. And I want to read, sorry, I do want to read this one comment. Ahead, you, you guys are going to love this. So somebody commented and said, I'm just a wife from central Kentucky. I used to watch cooking channels and now I'm obsessed with you guys. XRP to the moon. I got to oh love that. Another shout I out. love that. I love that. <laughs> Bro, Thank you. I, I have people in Louisville, Kentucky, so I will pass by Kentucky and Thanksgiving. So I'll, I'll be shouting you out on the way. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're watching. It's I really love that. cooking show. How cool is that guy? We just replaced the cooking show. That's See, awesome. Fee, if you had any good recipes, though, send them our way, okay? Because we like to eat. But but nonetheless, that is freaking awesome. And guys, if there are any other the rest of you out there who do the same, please share those stories with us. We love hearing that. We love knowing that hopefully we're helping to change your lives or improve your lives or at least give you something more to think about. If we can just touch one person's life, we're doing some good work here. So, Fee, thank you for that. That That's that's super important. We love that. And um we hope to see you on our island someday. Johnny, and what I continually think about with our channel is how exciting it's going to be when 2025 comes around and many of our listeners are experiencing this new influx of wealth. We can talk about it with the community that we've been with for two years, and that's the advantage to going through a bear market. When you talk about the largest educators in the space like BitBoy or Blockchain Backer or any of these guys, they all went through that 2017 bear market, and that's how they became so successful. Well, this is our journey. This is our bear market, so it's pretty, pretty cool that all of our listeners are going to be there with us. Billy, I'd love to hear you. I was going to say, I couldn't imagine. I'd have loved to have Merlin back even six, seven months ago. My portfolio yeah. would be completely different than it is right now. So it just goes to even say more about Merlin, how excited I am for, for that to come out. It's it's going to be huge, man. It's going to help you out with your exit prices. I think, like like Johnny said, that's the number one thing. How long can you hold on? Psychology-wise, psychology can, you, can you really go through those gains? Not a lot of people can. So it's going to be interesting to see who comes out as millionaires and who comes out as hundred thousand millionaires. Uh, Billy, yeah, we're doing this, Johnny. We're doing this. I love this idea, Mister Ryan. Love you, man. We're yeah, definitely yeah. going to have twenty twenty five. Where we're all, where we all make it, we're all going to have a big listener party on on Abs's Island somewhere in the South Pacific oh, yeah. Coast or wherever it's going to be. <laughs> Parasailing. Abs will have a Abs will have a hosting show on some cable network by then. I'm right sure. here, I'll be right here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome, guys. I think it's a good time to close it out. We're a little bit short on the news today, but NFT Tones, if you want to tell our listeners anything, we got a, like four or five minutes here of just open air time. So feel free. Floor is yours. Any news that you want to update anyone on? Yeah. So there's actually a ton of crap I can talk about right now. First up, let me pull it up real quick. We got Funko is actually releasing uh, Looney Tunes Funko Pops digitally NFTs on the Wax blockchain. And I am super excited for that because. It is Looney Tunes. And if you are a Looney Tunes fan, I think you got to jump on these. 
Because usually with Funko Pops, if you can pull a VRL NFT, some of these sell for like three to five hundred dollars, and these packs literally cost you ten to thirty dollars. So I, I feel like there's nothing wrong. Obviously, not financial advice. It is all uh, the pull of luck. That's all. Uh, it all depends on the draw, and uh, it's really interesting because as you can see here, those are the five redeemable items. So if you pull any one of these five, you actually get a physical VRL nft in the mail and That's so cool it, it is it is really cool and i love these i've been collecting these and if you're a huge funko fan like i am it's actually interesting to see brl nft collectibles come to the blockchain so i'm really really excited for oh, he's not laughing at you Tones. we got a hilarious comment it said we can hire jim kramer to sweep up the after party honestly i don't want him there so he's not invited but johnny <laughs> Unless you want to invite Jim Cramer, there's no way he's going to show up. Honestly, let's close out this episode just by showing our listeners many of the tokens that we believe are going to have the largest impact on these financial markets. Stellar, HBAR, IOTA, XDC, Ripple, Algorand, and Quant. These are some of the largest projects that we talk about every single day. Billy, any quick words for our listeners? Man, get your shit together and get in the academy if you want to change your life. Exactly. Quick and short. Johnny, close it out on this Friday. I can't wait to bring all the listeners together. We got we got about Angelina. We got a wrestling woman out there. I can't wait to meet her. We got a bunch of Mr. Right, Mentalink, so Miss Susie. I know I'm forgetting a bunch of names, but love all you guys. Can't wait someday to be shaking hands and rubbing elbows and maybe boat jetting and water skiing. Who else knows what else the hell we're going to do? But we're going to have a good time. So, guys, be disciplined. Stick around. Stay to your plan. Check out the 3T Academy. The links below. We got a lot of helpful things to help navigate you guys through the next few years. It's going to be very exciting. Awesome. Thank you so much, Johnny. And we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Billy. Thank you to NFT Tones. And thank you to Mr. Johnny Crypto himself. We will see you guys on Monday morning about 71 hours from now. I hope every single one of you has an amazing weekend. It's like we always say, Warriors, guys, get shit together, baby. Thank you for joining. Let's go. Road to Crypto Billionaire.